This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. I'm Mark Berry. On this episode of Top Shelf, I'll chat with Princeton head coach Mark Reedman about the Posse's regular season and advancing to the divisional final. Emmanuel Sequera talks with the Asoyes Coyotes' Colton Boyarski about his four-goal performance on Wednesday. But first, let's recap each of the first-round playoff series. Shot from a tough angle, but ends up in the far corner. Pass out, and here comes Haggerty. Gets to the blue line, dishes off to McDuff. Shot, scores! McKissender scores! On the break! Riders go up, 3-1. What a tic-tac-toe play! Let's start with the Eddie Mountain Division, where Columbia Valley trails Fernie three games to one. You know, Columbia Valley with the best offense during the regular season by a long shot, and Fernie has found a way to subdue that offense behind some great goaltending from Aiden Krulak. His numbers in four games, 9-3-9 save percentage against the best offense during the regular season. You also have to look at players like Kissinger and Sinclair, who have really stepped up for Fernie. Once again, Fernie leads the series three games to one. Here's Reed. Cam Reed, all the way to Kostiak. No offside on the play. Shot, and great save there by Levi Hall. Here's Wheel. Coming in, off the crossbar! Oh my goodness! Shot and they score! The other series in the Eddie Mountain Division is Kimberly and Golden. Kimberly with a 3-1 to one series lead in that one. You have Kimberly with the third best defense in the regular season against the fourth best offense. And uh, really the defense really doing well for Kimberly. Uh, Cam Reed and uh, Campbell McLean also striking gold for Kimberly. It's been a close series with uh, three one-goal games, but Kimberly on the verge of advancing with another victory. They lead that series three games to one. One minute to go exactly in the man advantage. Uh, Chakrabarty tries a move, gets stopped, but following up is the top line. It's Anderson with the puck now, tries to center. It's Kuchentonis, he scores! Stavros Kuchentonis in front of mom and dad gives the Cats the lead. Let's head over to the Neil Murdoch division where the Creston Valley Thundercats are leading the first place Grand Forks Border Bruins three games to one. And as expected, a lot of offense in this series, an average of 77 shots per game in the first four of this series. And you have to look at the goaltending, some great goaltending on both sides. Ethan Shabansky uh, for Grand Forks, uh, 2.70 goals against average, 9.37 save percentage. Parker Forrest in his two appearances, 1.50 goals against average and a 9.50 save percentage. Blake Anderson leading the way for Creston with eight points in the series. Three one-goal games in this one. It's been a tight series with Creston leading it 3-1. to one. This could have gone either way. Creston could advance with another victory. In front, Sim. Score! Take, they score! Gavin Tritt pokes that one home. Nighthawks win, take a 3-1 lead in this series. I think this was one of the series that I was really looking forward to seeing Nelson and Beaver Valley. After dropping game 1-5-4, Beaver Valley have won three straight 
Ole Clement with seven points. Nathan Dominici also with seven points. Beaver Valley's looked good in this one. Beaver Valley could uh, advance with another victory, but you know Nelson's got something in the tank. This is a good series. Beaver Valley leads it three games to one. Over to the point. Coyle with the puck on the side. Jersey's come up with a penalty almost over. Let's go! There's just a tiny little bit of space on the short side there, and Lajeunesse gets the Grizzlies' first goal of the night. Now over in the Doug Burks division, Revelstoke and 100 Mile House, really no surprise. Revelstoke comes into the series as the favorite, and uh, they didn't disappoint, uh, outscoring 100 Mile House 19-2. to Revy top defensive team during the regular season, and you could really see that. They limited 100 Mile House to just 62 shots in the four-game series. And here's the special thing about Revelstoke's win in this series. They got scoring all the way around. No top 20 scorers in the playoffs were Revelstoke after round one. 13 different scorers from Revelstoke, and that's something you like to see in the playoffs. So Revelstoke advances to the divisional final. Well, the Eagles didn't look good when it was 4-3 early in the third, Keith, but since they gave up the tying goal, they've been the better team. Joseph scores! Still with the Doug Burks division, Sycamus leading Kamloops 3-1 in the uh, divisional semifinals. And after dropping game 1-6-3, Sycamus has won three straight, and they're getting scoring from Callan, Roberts Lee, and Kroon. And Sycamus really playing great hockey in this series. Gafer, over to Fleming. Back to Gafer. Gafer trying to go cross ice. That gets deflected away from Pearson. Good play by Yarsh. Pearson tries to go short side. Devine gets the rebound. Fleming. Devine. Centers it for Pearson. Loose in front. Trying to do it. Go They score. Badger with the hat trick. Badger on the power play. Knights three for six on the power play. Over in the Bill O'Halloran division. Let's start off with the Soyuz and North Okanagan. North Okanagan leads that series three games to one for three games. North Okanagan suppressed that crazy Coyotes offense and were within a minute and a half of advancing to the divisional final on Wednesday. Cue the Yotes offense. Two goals and an overtime winner. Colton Boyarski scored four times. Emmanuel Sequera caught up with Colton Boyarski and asked him about his performance and the win for the Coyotes. I wouldn't even like to keep it mainly on me. I think it was mainly about my teammates around me doing the little things. Put me in the good positions to get the goals. Honestly, it was just great to get the first win under our belt. Really helped to build some confidence back into our group. And yeah, we're just mainly focused on winning one game at a time. How did you feel that you played? I played well. Yeah, definitely a standout uh, game in my career. Definitely happy with the way everything turned out. Um, Like you said, just continuing to move on forward and uh, focus back on the next game. I uh, texted your coach uh, this morning just to get a quote from him about your play, and he he was saying that you, you had a complete game. Would you agree with that assessment? Uh, I would. I tended to focus on defense all the time. Uh, North Okanagan has a very skilled first line over there that if you're not careful when you're out on the ice, they can capitalize on their chances very quickly. And, yeah, it's a mental shift on making sure defense is taken care of so the offense can come. When it comes to performing in the playoffs, I mean, obviously yesterday was a big performance, clutch performance uh, for your team. Have you always thought of yourself as somebody who delivers in the playoffs? Yeah, it's, it's more my style hockey. Uh, I enjoy when the pressure's on and everyone's trying. Definitely makes the games more enjoyable. Everyone's out there 
showing all their passion and everything we've worked towards all season. It's a great time of year, honestly. Colton Boyarski from the Soyuz Coyotes. And finally, let's talk about the Princeton Summerland Series. Princeton, of course, advancing in four straight. Uh, but let's let the coach talk about that. Mark Reedman from the Princeton Posse is next. In overtime, Isaac Thomas back at the line. In front, there's Clure, they score. Looks like it might have been tipped in front by Horiachka. And you see a great show of sportsmanship there from Peyton Traska go over and give his goaltending opposition a tap on the pads. Deep into overtime, Princeton picks up the win. On Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast, I'm talking with the head coach of the Princeton Posse, Mark Reedman. Uh, Mark, first of all, congratulations on uh, your performance during the regular season and, of course, uh, your uh, round one series win. Congratulations, coach. Of course, thank you so much, Mark. It's been a uh, been a long couple couple of months, seven months, but it seems like it's uh, gone by in a blink of an eye. And fortunately, our boys have uh, played some pretty good hockey and set themselves up so far this year. So uh, it's all good in posse land, at least at the moment. We'll talk about the playoffs in just a moment, but I do want to take this moment to talk a little bit about the regular season because one of the things I really noticed about your team in the regular season is that you know when you look at the individual stats, you guys weren't killing it on the individual stats. Your power play may not have been where you want wanted it to be. What really it pointed to me was incredible team play and incredible team buy-in. What was your read on uh, your regular season performance this year? Yeah, I think, you know, after after the couple of months of uh, regular season play, I mean, I think our, our team definitely thrives off a uh, team depth, right? Kind of, and like you kind of alluded to, a little bit of a, a buy-in top to bottom. I mean, it's not very often, say, you have a team at the top of the league that uh, doesn't necessarily, say, have any have any high prolific stores say in that top 10 range of a league. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I think our group is definitely, uh, kind of bought into the do it by committee and, and have everybody pulling the rope in the same direction and obviously playing an ultimate team game here. And again, fortunate to have the group we do, but obviously, you know, the overall consistency of our game has, has progressed since September. And, you know, we've taken some strides in the right direction in terms of where we want our game and say some of our strengths to be. So, Ultimately, I think we were in a good spot and obviously, uh, you know, hard fought series against Summerland to start it off, but uh, obviously kind of heading in the right direction here so far. How good does it feel, coach, to be able to know that you can put either one of your goaltenders in in net and know you're going to get a, a first rate performance? I, I just have a philosophy. I mean, you got to build from the back out and without competent goaltending, I, regardless of what level you're playing at, uh, you can't get much accomplished with without it. And Gosh, I mean, this year we've we've been pretty fortunate to have uh, some stud goaltenders come into our program, and obviously having, you know, Peyton Traska and Nate Glenn, like you said, regardless of which guy goes in net, you know, you have a guy in there that's going to battle for you, and ultimately gives you a chance to win every single night. So, obviously, uh, it makes my job a little bit easier being able to kind of go with with either guy at any point in time. But uh, you know, at the same time, they've been been competitive amongst each other, obviously competing for the net and trying to push each other to be better on a daily basis as well. So. Nice to have two guys that are obviously open to the competition and, and push each other to be better every single day. You know, you can look to the first round, you can see guys like Garcia, Nelson, Horiachka, you know, guys that are studs can put the puck in the net. But you talked about it, about the team play. Were there guys that maybe didn't appear on the stats leaderboard uh, that you felt really contributed hard and well 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, an 04 forward by the name of Ty Russell, a, a Calgary native who came to us from, uh, he's playing in Selkirk in the Manitoba Junior League, here about halfway through, you know, he's he's one of those players that is, you know, his minutes are up there every single night, but, you know, he's he doesn't have anything easy every night. I mean, he's usually facing the hard competition, playing full 200 foot, playing power play, playing penalty kill, you know, playing the hard minutes that, uh, that really makes a difference. And, you know, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily say have the, the high end point totals right now, I believe he's got two and four games, but he's been a, a massive piece to our success. And then obviously, you know, some guys on our blue line as well. I think, you know, the combination of Curtis Gould and Grady Sterling Ponick, Curtis is a, you know, assistant captain of ours. He's been with the program now two years and Grady Sterling Ponick was our rookie of the year this year. You know, I believe they're just as good of a defensive pairing as, as there is in this league. And, and man, they play some good hockey and some heavy minutes for us. So obviously those, those three guys are massive to our success. You know, Coach, I'm going to ask you that reporter question that uh, coaches <laughs> always find a way to avoid answering, but I have to throw it out there. Uh, you know, the other series uh, in the division is is a huge one. Osuyu's uh, saves off elimination against uh, North Okanagan. Uh, is there a, a team out of those two that you would prefer to play in the next round? You know, I personally, for me, I, I couldn't pick just one team. I think both teams have... Yeah have uh, made some significant strides. I think there's definitely a little bit more of an embedded rivalry with, with the Soyuz. So I think, you know, if I'm speaking on behalf of my players, I think they're maybe eager to get that one just out of the rivalry factor. But at the same time, you know, like they got some high-end firepower there with the Hendersons, the McKinleys, Wierskis, Yarish, right, those guys up front. And then, you know, you flip the script and look at the North Okanagan team where, you know, Coach Liam McConey made some significant ads around the deadline and was able to bring in guys like uh, Fleming there from Kamloops, Badger from up north, the guy's kind of been around the league for four or five years now. And, and you know, even Leon Gafer, who they got back from the Sound Arm Silverbacks here as a recent, uh, has really kind of kicked their their forward group up to another level. And same thing, they got a ton of depth there and a bunch of quality hockey players. So, I mean, either way, regardless uh, of who kind of makes it out of this this uh, next series, and uh, we're going to be the ones kind of facing off with them next Friday, it's either way, it's going to be a stiff test. And I think our group is uh, eagerly awaiting and obviously preparing for both of them. A lot of attention is maybe uh, focused on other divisions, you know, whether it's the Eddie Mountain or whatever, where they, you know that they're so incredible teams. I think the Bill O'Housen sometimes falls under the radar and you can see it right now in the playoffs. I mean, Summerlin played you guys hard, but look at that other series. And, you know, you've got four teams in the playoffs from your division that uh, all looked very good. Yeah. And, and, you know, give credit to Coach Mark McMillan there in Summerland. I mean, they came ready and and gave us absolutely everything they had, right? A couple one-goal hockey games. You know, obviously that game three went to overtime and credit to Rogan Bacon who wow. played a phenomenal hockey game yeah. that night. I think he, you know, made close to, to 50 saves and, and kept that group in there and some spectacular saves in overtime to keep that one close. And uh, yeah, I mean, same thing. You look at the Asoyas North Okanagan series. I mean, it's quality hockey everywhere. I think uh, obviously the Eddie Mountain Division and, and the other divisions on the Cooney side obviously have a reputation for being strong, but I agree there's there's some good quality hockey teams kind of based out of the Okanagan this year. And I think regardless of which team, uh, you know, kind of advances here, you know, us in, in Princeton, we're going to have to make sure we're ready for either of them, right? Because both teams are, are a threat every single time they come to town and, you know, no different in our league, right? You got to make sure you're showing up every single day because if you're not, there's any team in this league can obviously take some points off you. Mark Reedman is the head coach of the Princeton Posse. You know, Coach, uh, enjoy the weekend, and I'm sure you'll be tuned into Hockey TV. Yeah, of course. It's uh, going to be glued. Glued to my computer screen. Probably have three, four of them kind of going along as as the weekend goes through. Obviously, paying close attention, but, 
Yeah, no, no, no rest for us here. Obviously, back to the drawing board and, and preparing for next week. Got to make sure the group's ready and obviously ready to show up in front of what uh, we're expecting to be a big sold-out crowd here at the PDA next Friday night. Thanks, Coach. Of course. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. Our thanks this week to broadcasters Dan McSkimming, Dylan Kunkun, Eric Blow, John Coots, Kevin DeLume, Dave Mingo, Phil Conrad, Scott Campbell, Tim Hogg, and Mike Fox. KIJHL Director of Communications, Emmanuel Sequera. From the Asoyuz Coyotes, Colton Boyarski. From the Princeton Posse, Head Coach Mark Reedman. And a stick tap to Hockey TV, which brings our players closer to their families and friends back home. I'm Mark Berry. This is Top Shelf, the KIJHL podcast. We're back in seven days.